This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's Erica. Radio at gmail.com and anthony it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan brian at nerdcaster mike at cursey smurf erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Good morning and welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. This is your host today, Super Vegan Brian. We are on host shuffle mode right now. Michael has gone through the nine realms and somehow landed in the world of the Fox Cinematic Universe. We're not sure if we're going to be able to get him back unless we can pay uh, $10 million to Fox to get the rights to him. I am joined here this morning by Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? And Kersey Smurf Erica. Good fucking Smurfy morning. I am so happy to have you back, Erica. Um, you have earned the occasional in your title. Thanks. I think. Maybe. I don't, I'm not sure where that was going, but okay. I think she's more than occasional at this point. Yeah. So, kind of official. She's She's kind of official co-host. That's a good one. Your title has been promoted to kind of official co-host. <laughs> kind of a thing that you sometimes sort of do. Well, you've gotten real involved in the back end of the podcast now with suggestions and tips and stuff and been in our council, our, our secret council meetings where we dress up in our masks and all get on Skype. Yeah, I don't know why the masks when obviously Skype tells you who it is, but you know, whatever. Scoring crossbones. Or you can say that again without whispering. It said skull and crossbones. What is the Tom Cruise movie where they're the secret society having orgies or whatever? Eyes wide shut. That's right. Yeah. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut, Anthony? Nope. All right. We're not going to do that as our bad description at the end, but I'm going to describe it to you badly right now. So the movie starts with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in, in a relationship. And then Brian falls asleep. That's the whole movie, right? Yeah. 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 Is that about the same for you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. Okay. That's good. This morning, we are going to talk about video game universes that we think would be cool to live in. And then, like last week with the superpowers, we're going to talk about why they all would be a bad idea. But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where everybody tells us the nerdiest thing they did this week, and we vote using the Mike Myler system. So, um, Erica, you get to go first this week. I was thinking about it all morning, and I think the nerdiest thing that I did this week is I got back into playing Overwatch because my brother Jonathan came over, and we played Cuphead for a while so much fun and then we were just kind of fucking around on all the games and we started playing overwatch i want to play cuphead 
it's a lot of fucking fun. I'll tell you that. It's hard, 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 but it's really a lot of fun. I, I read an article about Cuphead that was saying that Cuphead pretends that those that those old cartoons weren't racist and that's a bad thing to do. Yeah, I read that and I was like, oh my God, shut up. Okay, so it's really just an homage to the style and you shouldn't get political about it. Correct. Okay, so, but tell us a little bit about Cuphead. I want to hear, I know you your, your main thing was playing Overwatch, but tell us a little bit about Cuphead. I want to hear all about it from your perspective. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a side-scroller um, well, depending on what level you're on, it's a side scroller. Uh, it's just the animation is really fun. It's really hard. Um, you don't get any sort of real bonuses. Um, you can purchase certain things that help you a little bit, but it's you, you get three lives. And then if you die, like if you get hit three times, you're out. You have to start the whole thing over whole level over. So it's it, it takes some serious skill to do. But it's the the animation is great. The gameplay is great. Um, it's it really feels like you're you're part of a 1930s cartoon. It's really neat. I like it. Oh, and the premise of the game is that you and your brother uh, Mugman. So you're Cuphead, and he's Mugman, and you guys go to the Devil's uh, Casino. And you're winning and winning and winning and you're like, yeah. And then the devil shows up and he goes, I will give you my whole casino and everything if you if you get this hand. And of course, they lose. And he goes, great. Now I own your souls. And they're like, no, let us free. And he's like, OK, go collect all the other souls. So you, you're running around collecting all his souls for him. It's pretty it's it's cool. I like it. Does that cover it? Yeah, it sounds like a cool concept. So. So Overwatch was your nerdy thing. Yeah, what makes Overwatch. playing Overwatch nerdy? Uh, what makes it nerdy? Yeah, yeah. I want to know why I'm voting for you. Okay, so I haven't been on since uh, Rowan was born. So it's been like nine months. Um, well, before she was born. So roughly ten months since I played Overwatch. And I was really into it before. Um, and when I got on there, there were like four new characters. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I heard of, I, I heard about one or two, but I hadn't, like, really followed it. So I dove in and started playing all the new characters. And um, I had to relearn how to play Mercy because I played Mercy uh, before because they completely nerfed her and changed change just a bunch of shit about how she plays. Um, before you could raise your whole team, now you can only raise one person, and you can't be moving while you raise that person. So basically, if you raise somebody, you're dead. It, it's like it completely makes raising people s stupid at this point. Um, but her healing is better, and you can fly away from people now as your ultimate. So, I mean, there's ups and downs. They also made her weapons stronger. So I had to relearn how to play Mercy. And then I got to play all the new characters, and I really enjoyed playing uh, Anna. Anna is a sniper healer. So if you hit your team, you heal them. If you hit the other team, you hurt them. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. You can put people to sleep and stuff like that. Um, I think she was the first extra character to come out. Like this time last year, um, but I didn't play her or anything. So, and then there's Doomfist. I have yet to play Doomfist. Um, and then there's Moira. 
she's a lot of fun to play. Um, she's like healing and hurting at the same time, depending on kind of Zenyatta ish, but stronger. So um, the, it's, it's a lot of fun. So then I got like way into it and I start looking at all the costumes that I missed while I've been gone and uh, decided that there was a couple outfits I needed. So I may or may not have spent $60 on loot crates to get costumes for, for my new characters. So uh, yeah, that was my nerdy thing and what I did. That's fantastic. I, I love how we've had two different people repeat the whole Overwatch thing. That phenomenon must be amazing that it just sucks people in with those microtransactions that build up into macro transactions. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it is. But I mean, I think Overwatch is the least dangerous of microtransactions because it's cosmetics. Where the microtransactions get scary is like, you know, what Battlefront was doing where it's like, hey, you can, you know, spend over 400 hours to unlock all the abilities or you can just pay money for it all, which gives you a competitive advantage. Oh, so it's pay to win in a $60 triple A game. Got it. Fuck you. Agreed with that. In fact, I think uh, I think it was Belgium decided that uh, Battlefront 2 is actually gambling and not uh, a video game. So they're going to tax it as gambling. Which I thought was crazy. That actually ties into some of the nerdy stuff I did this week, actually. So that's interesting. Why don't I go next, Anthony? Do you mind? Anthony? Yeah. You you don't mind if I go next? Go ahead, Bri. I, I okay. don't know what's going on with Anthony. Go ahead, Bri. All right. <laughs> Anthony's having some health problems this morning, and he might have to step away on occasion, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I My brain went fried. Okay, so... um. Two things, just like Erica. Actually, a few things. So, on Thanksgiving, I went to Daniel Cross's house with my mom. And we had a big family Thanksgiving with the with the two families. And they all invited... And um, Daniel's in-laws invited friends over. So, there was a whole bunch of people. And we had a nice Thanksgiving. We brought our own spread of food. So, there was two separate spreads of food. Um, but after dinner, Daniel and I went up to his game room. And we played Battlefront 2. And I have to say, it's like, here's a whole bunch of cool stuff in this game, but you can't touch it. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are complaining about. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly I, it. I heard it's a good game. Like, the mechanics and the controls are really smooth and good. They have, like, better maps than they did in the first one, and things are just all around better. But then they started adding the microtransaction thing, and I'm just like, I'm not even going to buy it. I'm, I'm like, nope, you're not getting my money. We need to punish these bastards. I agree. That's a little bit like overkill for sure. So um, the actual nerdy thing, I, I only brought that up because we were talking about Battlefront, but the actual nerdy thing I did was um, I was pl I played some Hearthstone with Kersey Smurf Erica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did yeah. that. And when I realized that she was new to the game, and I and I all I would all that would happen is I would crush the crap out of her and it wouldn't be any fun. I started just having fun and playing crazy cards and not going for lethal. And I think we both had more fun because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Hearthstone <laughs> is another pretty dangerous game uh, that you can buy cards. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, I think. Um, but you can play the 
game without it, and people have proven that you can play with free decks, it is pay to win in that you can't really take advantage of all the crazy stuff unless you either play a whole lot, which I did at first. You have to like sell your soul to the game to be able to generate enough gold to get enough packs. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Or you have to... Ain't nobody got time for that. a lot of cash into the game. And, I mean, there are people who have spent $10,000 on cards in Hearthstone. Ooh, ooh, Matt. Matt, I don't know if he spent $10,000, but I will tell you, he spends at least two to 300 every time a new expansion comes out. Yeah, and, and that's crazy for a game that people are dumping that much money in. And that's bad for the industry because that means... Other games are going to just start going, oh, we can charge a lot more, but they can't. They mm-hmm. can only do it with microtransactions. And then you can end up with games like Battlefront 2, which is not the right format for that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of AAA games, and it's not just Battlefront. Like, I don't want to just pick on them. A lot of gaming, a lot of AAA gaming companies are doing this. They're looking at the, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, success of microtransactions on the cell phone market and they're going like oh it'll work in the console and pc space what they're not realizing is that like out of all those games that do microtransactions like one percent are only successful and their only success is based on maybe one percent of the population that plays the game being what's known as whales that spend all their money on that game without those people the games fall apart and they don't make money so it's a really flimsy system that builds a bubble that bursts sooner or later. Agreed. I agree. I blame King. Someone should go back in time and get rid of those people. No, that was that was a very bad statement. I meant like end their company. I didn't mean like assassinate them. Um, What are you talking about? King, King, the Candy Crush people. The Candy Crush people. Oh, I never played Candy Crush. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're the people who developed the system they were they were people who had background in slot machines and they developed the microtransaction system on games oh well fuck those guys all right i think think that's awful sorry anthony go ahead it's your turn uh my nerdy thing was okay so here's the weird thing I, i tried thinking i was like what would be my nerdy thing and i was like i guess it would be the fact that i because I wasn't feeling very good. The nerdiest thing I did was I put my vegan diet on a hiatus to eat really tasty, expensive Belgium chocolates. That just sounds wonderful. And then I justified it to myself. See, I am okay with that because I put my vegan diet on a hiatus for Thanksgiving, but in a very minor way because the turkey roasters we made had a small amount of egg whites and dairy in them. So I got it as a gift from one of the uh, teachers of my of one of my students or not one of the teachers, one of the parents, of one of my students. It was these very, very, very nice Belgium chocolates. Me and my girlfriend looked it up and it's like, you can't even buy them in the States. You have to order them from Belgium. And they're like $70 a box. Oh, well, then, yeah. Otherwise, you're just a dick. And then yeah. you got and then you got stomach sick. Mm hmm. And you 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 got something you don't normally ever eat, and then you got stomach sick. Yeah, huh. I my wonder. My girlfriend's like, maybe it was the milk and egg and the chocolate that messed you up. You because you, you you have all that inflammation in your system. 
Yeah. So you, you you ate something that's hard for your system to pro- process. You're basically a dog who got into the chocolate in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Very expensive chocolate in the garbage. I I appreciate food-based nerdy things for sure. Um, I just want to say, oh, so this is how I justified it to myself. This is the nerdy thing because obviously I can't be a hypocrite. I have to justify it. So I justified it by saying, well, I didn't buy it. So I didn't contribute to the harming of the animals that went into making the chocolate. So I can eat it and I can feel sin f- guilt free. So no, that's just, not how that works. So, it's called freeganism. It's a, it's an actual thing. Yeah, the, if you take it out of the trash, or if someone gives it to you, then it's okay. Uh, wh- why are you vegan then? Because I, just based on that, like. Anytime anybody gives you anything that would harm any animal is totally okay, right? So as long as you're not directly purchasing it, but you're benefiting from it, the animal's still dying. I I think he knows it's flimsy, Erica. I think he knows. Um, I I, I justified it. I'm good. (laughs) Those chocolates are so good. Okie dokie. They're so good. So good. I, I probably wouldn't have eaten the chocolate. I can't handle chocolate. I can't handle sugar. I just oh. don't eat enough stuff with added sugar. I, when I have a chocolate craving, I get unsweetened cocoa, and I I I um I use stevia and um, almond milk, and I make um, no sugar added vegan cocoa, and it's good. We've been using a lot of um, what's that called? It's not stevia. It's the um, it's it's the sugary goo stuff, kind of like honey, but it's not honey. Um, agave? A, agave, yeah, we use a lot of agave now. See, I don't use agave because that's just sugar. I don't do the added sugar thing, but you don't, you're, you're allowed to. I, I don't do any added sugar. I don't do maple syrup. I don't do agave. I try to avoid things with concentrated apple juice. I just want to say that chocolate was so good. Oh, well, God, that was good chocolate. You have four widgets. Where are you putting them? Uh, um, did you say Anthony or Erica? I said Erica. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I misheard. I misheard. Mm, what was your nerdy thing again, Brian? Because it wasn't the battlefront. It was what? It was playing Hearthstone with you. Oh, that's right. Playing Hearthstone with me. <laughs> sorry. That's sorry. Pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Okay. I'm going to give two widgets to Brian and two widgets to me. Because, Anthony, you're just ridiculous. Oh, I thought we were friends. We are friends. That doesn't mean you can't be ridiculous. I am pretty ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Brian, what about you? I am going to give two widgets to Erica because um, because Erica um, is a mom who never gets to do nerdy stuff. And when she gets it in, I know how excited she gets. So, oh, wow. That True was a really story. good. That was a really good. That what she said. When she gets it in, I know how she excited she gets. That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> and I'm going to give one to Anthony and one to myself. Because I I felt real nerdy this week. And I want to give more to Anthony. But Erica got it, it. You know, I know what it's like to just not have the time and to just put it in. Oh, my God. I keep saying put it in. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Anthony, your turn. Put it in, put it in. Um, hmm. I'll probably give three to Erica because hers was, was really nerdy. And I also agree, it's hard when you have a kid. 
to do nerdy things. Absolutely. Especially, I got two of them. Especially different nerdy things. Like, I could I could have sat there and said, hey, I played the same game I've been playing for the last, you know, few weeks. But that gets really old. So I know how that feels to be able to do something new and nerdy. Um, and I will give one to Brian. And I'm going to take the one you give me and give it back to you, Anthony. Oh, thanks. Because you you got chocolate and you deserve to enjoy that chocolate with a widget. Widgets and chocolates pair nicely. I just realized I did something way nerdier last night, but oh well. Oh well, you can you can share it next week and say that you did it that week because it is Saturday. Why not? Um, that means I win! Yay! That means Erica wins. She so gets all the widgets. We package up the widgets individually. Wrap. We'll we'll wrap them in in special um, in special radiating sh- radiation shielding um, wrapping paper and. Put them in a put them in an airtight box and write in a sharpie on the box that non there are no drugs in this. <laughs> I mean I mean widgets. I mean widgets. Widgets are oh. while widgets are addicting, they are non narcotic. Yes, that and that's a very very uh, good distinction to have though. So I just clear. So uh, side note, I'm cleaning out my desk drawer while we're talking, trying to find that SD card reader. So I can load up Amelia's uh, YouTube videos onto the computer. And uh, I discovered that in this one desk drawer, I had four mice. And I did not know that. Wait, like like mice mice? Like, like computer mice. mice. Oh, like, do you need mice traps? She, no, originally, mice. she originally only had two, and they had babies. <laughs> no, I think I kept uh, losing them. And buying new ones. And then they I, they were in the drawer the whole time. Sorry. Go ahead. Side note. I'm trying to react, but the silence is infectious. <laughs> um, uh, so we are talking this morning about vi- the video game universes we want to live in. Um, I am rewriting down the order. So I have it in front of me. Um, the way we're going to do this is... We're each going to share a video game universe that we think would be good to live in. These are the rules. You are you in that universe. You are you as you. You can bring families with you. You can do whatever. You can go by yourself. It doesn't matter. You can you can govern you going to that universe, but you're you there. Um, how you are would be in that universe is what we're talking about, like why you think it would be good for you to live in that universe. Um, you're not going to be like the main character or anything. Um, so, Erica, which video yeah. game universe do you think it would be great for you to live in? And uh, why? Um, fuck. I don't know. See, I thought like we were going to talk about like what universe would be cool to live in. Not like me with all like my issues and problems. Because I was going to say... Uh, the Mass Effect Andromeda universe would be pretty fucking sweet because you get to go to all the different planets and, you know, go from, you know, one galaxy to another. If if it was you there, though, why wouldn't you be able to do that stuff? I'm scared of space. Oh, well, you would have some adjustment time. I mean, you're there for a while. 
Yeah, but I'm claustrophobic. I truly feel like if I was ever like, Erica, you should jump on this spaceship and leave Earth, I'd be like, fuck no. Why would I do that? Aren't the spaceships there kind of roomy? Yes, but then I would be looking out into the blackness of space, knowing that there's a vacuum out there and that I would die instantly. And I'm pretty sure I would have like, like such a bad anxiety attack. I might have an aneurysm about it. Now, that being said, it is you going to that universe. So all the knowledge you have of that universe is with you. That is super helpful from playing the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what, what could you use that you know about Mass Effect to get an advantage when you're there? Mm, well, I know where all the money's hidden. See, so that would good. that would make a really comfortable life. I mean, you could even live on <laughs> one of the planets, but uh, but your whole thing was about being able to go to space and be a space traveler and not have your fear. Well, do they have something cool. they could inject into you to make you not afraid? Let's pretend that they do. I like it. We'll just go with it. And if I was not afraid, then I would love hopping from planet to planet and exploring, you know, new life forms and stuff like that. So because it was between that one and it was between uh, 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 Horizon Zero Dawn, because that's a really cool place, too. If we have time to do a second one, you can talk about that one. But I wouldn't I want to know a little bit more about Mass Effect. Like, um, how would your family factor into this if they went with you um well so while you're colonizing these planets uh everybody has to have like a skill set so there's like scientists so i guess that would be chris he'd be an environmental scientist there and uh amelia and baby er, and baby roro are just you know kids so i don't think they have to have a job i guess i could be like a social ambassador that would be cool because then I could be like introducing all the different alien species to each other and getting, you know, used to their norms and the way they communicate, not just language, but, you know, body language, cultural aspects. And then I could like show other people that. So that would be really cool. I'd like to be like an, an alien ambassador. I can imagine Amelia with a whole with with she meets an alien best friend and she brings her home every day. Yeah. I'm sure she would. <laughs> oh, Erica, spoiler. What? I have never played a single Mass Effect game. Anthony. See, see, I haven't either. So it's really? hard for me to. Yeah, it, you've already pointed out the flaws in living in that universe. Is it a is it a conflict heavy universe? Do you have to deal with war and stuff like that? Mm, yes and no so i can't remember the bad guys names there of course there are bad guys otherwise why would you be there um but essentially um we have to recolonize a new uh galaxy because the milky way is just like overpopulated and so we go to andromeda being the next closest one because uh there's like evidence that it could sustain life and you get there and there are other alien species there too and so you have to interact with the other alien species and they're actually pretty cool they're like emotion based so they don't lie they're uh they're they're can't very candor um but their emotions are like on their sleeves all the time and so they're kind of ruled by those which is definitely different to the way humans react to where we, you know, stuff everything down for the most part and, and pretend like everything's okay. So it, it's definitely 
neat for sure. So basically what you have to do is you have to go to these planets and you have to make them hospitable for um, people to live on them. And um, there's different things like the acidity in the air, um, different things like that. But then you find this ancient technology that um, you have to activate that will actually clean the planet so that it becomes habitable. And so you're trying to figure out how this ancient technology um, interacts with uh, the the current inhabitants or lack thereof. So it, it's really neat. And you have to go through the whole galaxy doing it. It's not like just one planet. And then you have these guys that are trying to harness the ancient technology because it's super powerful, obviously, if it can, like, you know, revive a planet from almost the brink of death. Um, and they're trying to harness it to create... Um, genetically superior beings like warriors to destroy everybody else. So you're fighting the bad guys, you're creating uh, habitable planets, and you're colonizing them. So you send scientists and you send warriors and you send colonists to, to colonize them so that you can start to grow a society. And of course, there's like a rebellion. There's like a bunch of stuff, but it's it's really neat. It, I I think it's very true to what it would be like if that did happen, because not everybody would be on board with the plan. So, Mass Effect, yeah, I yeah, I, that's fantastic. I I I just want to live in 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 that world now. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool game series. I just never got around to playing it. Yeah, me neither. All right, Anthony, hit us with your video game world and why you want to live there. So I thought pretty hard about this, and I decided since the rules kind of make it a little difficult, I was like, what's a world where I could still be kind of cool or still powerful as, as being me? And I was like, what about Undertale? I am not familiar with this at all. What? Oh, oh. that would be great. Undertale is literally the only game I know of where the, air quote, bad guys can actually be good guys if you just, you know, talk to them it's and just learn what's bothering them and talk your way out of the situation. It's a game where you're rewarded for taking the pacifist route. Where oh, the game, I heard about this game. The game okay. becomes the game becomes harder if you react to everything with violence. That's pretty cool. That's like real life. Like it's life like, becomes harder if you react to everything with violence. Wouldn't that be a depressing world to live in, though? Because it's a pretty dark place. I mean, yeah, but the you... ending, but the ending, if you go with the whole happy pacifist route, is very positive and uplifting and happy. It's implied that you, that you, the person you're playing, are the ambassador between the monsters and humans, and you help, and you're going to help facilitate up to uh, build relationships back up between the two. So it's the idea of, yeah, living in the underworld might be scary, but I know what needs to be done because I have all the knowledge. So I know what needs to be done to basically win. And I know what needs to be done to get the pacifist route, the perfect pacifist route. And I, I know all these things. Plus, you would get the power of the save. That's pretty cool. Does the power of the save work in this theory, Brian? That. It it's questionable because it's like the power to save is only by um, is only in the game has only exhibited by the main character and by Flowery. 
Uh, yes, but even the creators of the game said that the person that the kid that you play is supposed to be named after you because it's supposed to be you. Oh, so you picked a game. Okay, that works because that would make you the main character, mm-hmm. even though it's you and you get to interact with the world in that way. Yeah, they specifically wanted to do that because they kind of wanted to like send some sort of a message of like, this is you and this is, you know, like. This is how video games have trained you to be, but you can do things differently. Yeah, know. there's a lot of meta commentary on games in the in in Undertale. Yeah, most of it is a giant meta commentary on games and how pretty much all games just have the same formula of go find bad guy, kill bad guy, turn in quest reward, yay, go find other bad guy, uh, next bigger bad guy, oh yay. But this was like why don't you try to talk to the bad guys? Ask them why they're bad. Oh, they're not bad. Oh, they're good. Wait, we're bad? They're just misunderstood. Yeah, and actually, if you go through the straight pacifist route, you learn as you go on, the monsters aren't even really the bad ones. It was the humans that started the war and and sent the monsters away. The humans were actually the bad ones. Humans are assholes. All right, so we're on to mine, right? Yeah, nobody... Brian, what no. game do you want to be? Oh, you, you, no we want to, we want to shit on your theory. No bad, no bad at all. There awesome. really isn't. You great. described it. You described it really well. I mean, it, 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 it works perfectly because you're the main character. You know, you have the power to save, and you have the knowledge of being able to know how to be a pacifist. I mean, even if the idea of you being there changes the, changes the story of the game you still know that it's always better to take the peaceful route in that game. And I know, Anthony, you're a peaceful guy. So you'd be really great at talking your way through. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I don't know, if I was in that universe, I, I probably would just um, hang out with the main characters and not try to advance the story at all. Because some of the characters are really interesting and kind of nice in that game, and it would be just good to make a living in the town and not, not advance the adventure and the bad guys might win because of that for me i don't know it sounds a lot like real life yeah i mean yeah, it, so that's kind of in in my opinion that's just, i mean not to shit on it anthony but i guess i am it just seems a little boring like yeah. like how is that any different than real life because if you approach anything violently in real life you, there are some serious fucking consequences but and you, then you basically have to learn how to talk to people talk people in and out of whatever you need to do to be successful or you could just be a hermit and not do that i mean it 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 sounds like real life but in but this it, world you're talking to little puppy dogs in armor and and cool skeletons who wear shirts called cool dude and you go on a date with a skeleton and he serves you spaghetti out of his head okay so uh other than the spaghetti out of his head part you could talk to anybody dressed up as a puppy they have furry conventions over that but it's a real puppy in armor and an axe and he's like he's so cute and he's like he's a little puppy he's in a big hulking armor suit yeah i'm i'm you can't see it, but I'm just staring at you. That's you, it's just, you need to play the game. It's so good. I'm sure the game is good. We're talking about it as a world to live in, and it just sounds like a cartoonier version of the real world. So to me, that doesn't have any interest. That's that's yeah, that's whatevs. Okay, Brian, your turn, brother. Tetris. Tetris. Do you tell. There is no story to that game. 
you are rewarded by building blocks. And then you know, this is starting to sound bad. I'm going to go with my, my plan A. I think that would get a little monotonous after a while. I was really just making a joke. <laughs> is, it, is it because I, I shit on Anthony's underworld or whatever? <laughs> no, I just thought that like what job. would be what would be the idea of living in the Tetris world? But then I thought about it, and it's it's just um, living in communist Russia and working at a manufacturing company, and and basically just making things until you die. <laughs> there is a game where you do where you're a little girl living in kind of sort of communist Russia and you go around mining resources to build up cities and then when you're done you go to the next part like the next spot and you do it again but it's like it's multiplayer it's like a multiplayer cooperative so everybody's trying to do this to like improve the city so it's like everyone's all little girls mining iron out of rocks to build cities all right so my my next my 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 actual one um is there's a steam game called magica have you all heard of it i have indeed heard of it yes so in magica you play a wizard and it's a parody of the role-playing game world but the actual game takes itself seriously so they live in a parody world and they do magic by um, stringing together lists of symbols. We have to go through Academy for Magic. So there are two scenarios here. I go to this universe and just live as a citizen and enjoy living life in this goofy fantasy world that I would just be used by in every sense of the world. word. Like walking by someone and has an exclamation point above their head and going, hi, do you need something? And they go, um... Actually, in fact, there's rats infesting my in my house and you go infest the rats and you go and you come back and she goes, I don't know why I have this explanation point above my head. And there it, it's and it makes little jokes about fantasy worlds and how the tropes are strange and in, in a role playing game. But the other scenario is I join this magic academy and then I can do magic just by streaming together symbols that I learn patterns that I learn and then I get to be able to do magic but there is not a lot of risk in that world because you there's no real risk of death you get to come back and you you it, it seems like a good path to do magic basically it's me wanting to be able to do magic and I've thought about the different worlds where their magic is real and this seems like the most fun to be in a goofy kind of parody world rather than a realistic skyrim type get killed world except that skyrim has its benefits too where you know wood costs more than gold so you can See, gather a whole bunch like, of wood and were, get rich if i was thinking <laughs> about like a magic world i'd be like oh you know it would be fun to live in fable fable would be a fun world to live in fable would be a fun world to live in even if you're not the hero the rest of the place is you know it's kind of a normal medieval place but with magic exactly so no, but i get the wanting to do magic that that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just I, yeah, but it's I've like a legit a lot about skill. It. Anyone can learn. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, but it's a legit skill anyone can learn. Oh, same goes with Skyrim. It's a legit skill anyone can learn. Something like that, where magic isn't something ingrained, where you could just like read a book and learn it. That would be a cool world. And that's what I was I was gonna say. It Brian's video game world reminds me of the Doctor Strange movie. Like literally, all he had to do is read the books and learn it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I wanted to pick a world where death wasn't a consequence, but they still have old age. So you don't have the, the immortal paradox where you basically live forever and ends up being hell. And I wanted to be in a world where I could do magic, but it, it wasn't grim. I wanted goofy and fun. It'd be like living in a Monty Python movie. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, I think it, it was an excellent choice. Yeah, and, and Magic is a fun game. I have the card game, too. Yeah, I feel like Hearthstone is very much like Magic, though, because I wanted to get back into Magic, and then I started playing Hearthstone, and I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun, too. Oh, my God. I would love not to live in the WoW universe, like, where, you know, with the adventures and stuff, but I want to hang out in that inn and play Hearthstone for real with the tables <laughs> with the little monsters on yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, what about actually living in the WoW universe and just playing the card game? That would be that would be fun. And just hearing the stories of the guys coming and going like, oh, just slay the Nixie. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about um, retaliation in the Hearthstone Inn because. There's an innkeeper who moderates all the violence and makes sure everybody takes all their hostilities out in the game. Yeah, that sounds like fun. They they recently did a trailer for Hearthstone where it's a girl who get whisks who gets whisked into that universe and gets to play Hearthstone in the inn. And they literally show the heroes playing Hearthstone at the table with little miniature monsters on the table fighting each other. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I'm down with this. Yeah, I'm I'm all about that. So do we do we say that Hearthstone would be the best one? I mean, it would be cool for sure. It'd be a, it would be a good one for sure. The only the only level. drawback is is if you if you do that, you have to be in the WoW universe, and I don't know if that would be the best place to be. Yeah, there is that point when you know that giant dragon starts flying around, setting everything on fire. Can't remember his name right now. Yeah, and uh, Deathwing. Yeah, Deathwing. That that part sucked. That would suck. Um, well, you could be in a you can be in a vanilla server now. I'm gonna guess that Hearthstone is not the game based in a vanilla server in a vanilla world because they have cards that reference to new expansions. Oh uh, well, what if you're playing? Oh damn it, damn it. Yeah, he he's definitely right. Yeah, they, it would be a very. I mean, you would you would definitely be in a. In not a PvP server, for sure. Yeah, so that 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 part would be okay. Yeah, and, and I with WoW, I because of the format of the game, I always every time I played it, I always thought I would have those dreams about Tron like stuff where you get sucked into your computer and you're there. I've never had those game like thoughts, like dreams, nothing like that. I've just been like, eh. Well, I can make myself have a dream about a thing. I meditate before I go to sleep and I can make myself dream about whatever I want. So you can make yourself lucid dream? I'm not lucid during the dream, but I can I can force myself to have a dream about a specific subject. Yeah, I I do that all the time for my writing. I when I'm writing something, I make myself dream about what the what my current thing I'm writing about is so it gives me ideas I write them down in the morning. Well, I usually write down my dreams too. Like I'll wake up and I'll just like Word Speaking? salad it like like just like the words that like make the most sense to the dream without you know because the more sentences you write like the less you remember so I just be like you know purple crystal you know whatever words pop up 
and then I'll go back to sleep and then I'll wake up and then those words will help me remember the dream and then I'll write it out. I, it's not perfect. Sometimes my dreams go crazy and they take on a life of their own and they're all over the place. Like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was chasing me and trying to peel my skin off. That's weird. Speaking of um, doing weird things to help with writing, I didn't realize this until yesterday when I was watching a YouTube video, but um, Dostoevsky uh, you know, author of like um, of um, Crime and Punishment, he used to purposely like ruin his own life so his writing would be better. So like, if he was doing well, like let's say like whenever his books would sell well, he would go and gamble all his money away because he knew he could only write well when he was miserable. So he just lived a life of like always being miserable to write good. Yeah, Dostoevsky was awesome. He was hey, a genius. Fucking weird. He's really, really into his writing. Yeah, his dedication. I, I read about him. Um, I think I brought, I'm the one who, I brought that up when we were talking about books. I might, I, I might have missed it. I'm not very, yeah. I'm not um, very good at that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we have a little bit of time before we have to do Movie Described Badly. Let's just quick go through what video games would be awful to live in. What universes would be awful to live in? Erica, go. Uh, as much as I love playing it, Fallout. Fallout oh, would be an awful yeah. place to live. Oh, Just, God, it would be terrible. Yeah. Just awful. the worst. Yeah, uh, you know. Why Why is Fallout so bad? Have you never played it? I've played the original. Oh, okay, well. Oh. I mean, I know it's a post-apocalyptic world, but I want our listeners to know why Fallout's so bad. Because uh, you got super mutants and ghouls. Everything is trying to kill you all the time. You have no resources. You get radiation poisoning all the time. If you get radiation poisoning, you don't have enough caps to, you know, buy a cure. You're just like sick and weak. And it's it's physical. And, and there's no future there. Like, even though I know the whole premise is you're building something back from the rubble of nothing, like, could you, it's kind of like The Walking Dead. Could you truly want to have kids and build a future and stuff? Like, it, 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 it would just be awful. Unless you live in the Institute where everything's okay, and then you have to be okay with, like, the mind washing. But Yeah, the mind washing, the dictatorshipness, you know, all the, yeah. all the, shitty, all the shitty parts of, you know, but you're safe and it's clean and you know so but yeah and then again at that point you're you're procreating so that they have more slaves later so i mean there's not really a silver lining to that and hopefully that never becomes reality that's a good one anthony do you got one that's what i was gonna say but i guess um Grand Theft Auto, because you would not be the main character. You would be one of the random people who probably gets ran over or exploded when the main character gets bored mm-hmm. and goes and goes. Blah, 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 blah. Well, it's I'm like you'd be walking down the street and all of a sudden there's a tank flying through the air, driven by a banana. Yeah, because all the main. Yeah, exactly. Because all the main characters are actual people. They're not people you create. So you couldn't be the main character. So you don't get to do any of that cool fun stuff. So. You would just, but even that cool fun terrible. stuff is just terrible stuff. Yeah, it's terrible stuff for everyone else. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, so Grand Theft Auto would be really bad to live in. Really bad. What about you, Brian? Um, Diablo Universe Sanctuary. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. The game makes a point. So it's a dark fantasy world 
But the game makes a point of just pointing out how awful of a place would be to live. You never run into anybody happy. If you do, they're insane or they're in a or they're a incarnation of a god or they claim to be thus Mm -hmm. insane. Um, You have undead everywhere, demons everywhere, horrible things happening everywhere. Um, And you can even get into the fact that it's a roguelike and just be like, you have to leave town for some reason and nothing looks the same as it did the last time you did. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it'd be impossible to ever leave civilization because it would be completely, it would be completely, um, it, you, it would be like the stories of the dark woods because every time you try to leave, it would be different every time. Yep. I can see yeah. that. And then be you, a pretty awful place. And the towns aren't safe because like, in a certain game, the town is the safe place during the game. But if you look in the stories of the game, oh, the, next yeah, the, time towns the, aren't safe. the next time the game comes out, that town's been wiped out almost consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's... Yeah, yeah, towns are just being wiped off the map left and right like like they don't matter. Oh, yeah, that would be miserable. Yeah, you're... Miserable. Probably your best fate in that game would be making friends with a hero and then coming back as uh, then getting killed by demons coming back as undead and getting killed by that hero so he could get loot that it's dark and very true that is a depressing fate now using the knowledge of living in that game the i don't think it matters i don't think it really matters you could um no it really wouldn't matter like even knowing the lore it's just depressing stuff. And the lore of the game, nobody takes the lore seriously. Nobody takes the lore seriously because the people and the ruling class in the game, even though they see demons all the freaking time, deny the existence of the supernatural. Mm, yep, that is true. It's an awful place to live. Yes. Uh, I do think it would be fun to live in the Nexus, though, in um, um, Heroes of the Storm. That would be oh, cool. I've never played that. It's just a it's a universal nexus where all these different characters from different universes come and fight. And since I'm me, I get to be in the audience watching. <laughs> okay. And you're just a spectator. Yeah. Or I get to be one of those guys in the background who's just chopping meat or something while the guys are running around fighting and the the background people never get hurt. Okay. They okay, just get yeah. to enjoy Diablo fight um fight Tracer. So Erica mentioned Fallout, and then you said chopping meat, and that made me think of a song. He's just chop, chop, mm-hmm. chopping at meat. I do That's not right. know that song. It's it's from uh, the Fallout song. Oh, what um? So what movie were we gonna describe it was, badly? It was Butcher Pete. Butcher Pete, right? Fallout song. He's just yeah. chop, chop, chopping that meat. I already got it stuck in my head. <laughs> but what were you saying, Brian? Um, what movie were we gonna describe badly, Anthony? We're going to do Inside Out because I haven't seen it. Yeah. You've seen it, Erica? Uh, yes. I have children. I have definitely seen it. All right. So I'm just going to do a quick log line for it. Um, girl, girl lives her life in a world where everyone is schizophrenic. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, kind of. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's pretty much it. Everybody has voices in their head. What about you, Erica? Do you have a bad description for that one? I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, like, girl lives in her own universe where she has no control over her own emotions. And they're, like, playing 
<laughs> it's like playing pinball, like depending on who's in control at that time. So, so it's kind of like the emotions are, are driving her. So it's like a mech. She's like the giant mech and that they're fighting over controls. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I saw the opening scene and I was like, wow, this movie looks like it'd be really cool. I'll have to watch it sometime. Best part of the movie is the cat. What about the cat? The cat at the end where you see inside the cat's head. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. you were correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's just giant mechs being driven by these weird little emotion things. That's all I got. That works. Emotion our- things driving little girl like a robot. Emotion things driving little girl like robots. So um, for the end of the show, I shifted our um, what we're up to and what we're doing this week to what are the nerdy things we're into. So like name like a is there like a new YouTube channel or a new game you're playing or anything like that? Um, since I came up with this, I'll go first. Um, Erica had was very generous and shared her family YouTube red account with me. No, that's that's because your family. Yes. And I discovered a show that came out last month called Ryan Hansen Solves Crimes on Television. And it's funny as hell. Oh, I, I'm not familiar with this. Did he it's, show up and go, please take a seat? Hmm? Does he show up and go, please take a seat? Why would he say that? Oh, that might be Brian Hansen. The yeah. Guy, the Catch Predator guy. No, this is Ryan Hansen. <laughs> We need more of him out there right now interviewing senators and <laughs> <laughs> no. like Brian Hansen, please. I would lose my mind if he if he started like interviewing Roy Moore. I would just be like, Yes, <laughs> yes, there is a God. Oh my god, Anthony. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We I know we're not supposed to get political, <laughs> but that's hilarious. Oh my gosh, we just invented a new show. <laughs> uh, Brian Hansen solves crimes on television. No, um, I, I don't know. It, so it's Ryan Hansen, and I don't know the other actress's name. Um, she was on The Walking Dead, and she's on that new Star Trek show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. I love Discovery, by the way. I haven't watched it. So good. Yeah, um, is it good? Oh, yeah, it's really, really good. I love it. I have everything I've seen online has said it's bad. You're the only person who's recommended it. Now that now that you have, I need to watch it because we have the same taste. Okay, everybody is saying it's bad for the wrong fucking reasons. Everybody is saying it's bad because it's supposed to take um it's supposed to be before, you know, Captain Kirk and blah blah blah, like the original. And they're like, "Oh, well, their technology's too advanced and blah 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 blah." Well, the whole fucking point is that they're on a research vessel that is supposed to be, you know, technology that they are creating right then and there. And everybody's like, oh, well, that's awful. And and but then you get to the end of the season and I don't want to spoil it. And it makes sense why they had all that technology to begin with. So I have to get a CBS account now. No, I have one. I can just give you mine. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll do that then. Um. So, okay, back to what I was saying. Ryan Hansen solves crimes on television. It's him and the first mate from Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. It's eight episodes long. The first long. mate? Yeah, the... Um, but you said the girl. The girl. The, oh. Well, because she's the, she's the first officer before the captain dies, right? Yes. Yeah. So okay. she's the first... So um, she plays a cop, 
and he plays a celebrity liaison to the police department. What it is 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 the mayor has taken celebrities and paired them up with cops to use their Hollywood knowledge to help cops with crime in L.A. And it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's a silly show. It makes the fun of the fact that it's a streaming show. If you don't know who Ryan Hansen is, normally not a main character. He was in Veronica Mars, and um, he tends to be like the annoying character in a comedy that shows up to give the main character a hard time. He was in um, Blades of Fury and um, and Chips, and you you wouldn't you you might recognize him, but you probably don't know who he is. But he's funny. He does a really good job at being a main comedy role. And he plays a super dumb, super Hollywood idiot who is making a YouTube show with the cops and they solve crime that just has happens to have to do with the entertainment industry. It's this silly world where all logic is based around Hollywood madness. It, it, there's a lot of being a Hollywood person meta commentary in it. I really, really enjoyed it. And there's cameos by John Cryer and Kristen Bell, and it actually has real stories that go on. Um, the show is really like self-aware too. It's super self-aware. It 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 really mixes genre, and it's it's just a fun, crazy show. I really, really enjoyed it. Anybody else into anything cool? Yes. So, um, other than we're actually uploading videos that Amelia is doing, like her little movies that she's making on YouTube, which are adorable and cute. Yes, she's doing it's it's so cute. She's like writing out like scenes and stuff and then including Rowan in them and it's it's super cute. Um other than that, Mind Hunters on Netflix. Have you have you seen this? I wanna I wanna watch it so bad. It's David Fincher, right? Brian, I'm not good with names. Oh, fuck. It's the guy who did Fight Club. You're supposed to know everything about Fight Club. I'm sorry. I don't. It's the same guy who did the other show you like on Netflix. The the one with Kevin Spacey. Oh, House of Cards? Yeah, it's the same guy. Oh, well, I can't watch that one anymore. There's no point in watching that one anymore. They're not doing any more with it, so it's whatever. But I also heard the the recent season got kind of bad. Uh, I got halfway through the recent season and it was fine. And then you know all that nonsense came out, and they're like, "Well, we're done with the show." And I was like, "Well, I'm not watching the rest of the season then because that's there's no point in it." So, but no, back to what I was talking about, Mine Hunters. So, Mine Hunters is about the. Uh, the development of the behavioral science unit of the FBI. And it's super cool. So it's like, it's, it's based on the true story of how the FBI uh, created their behavioral science unit. And uh, they're interviewing all these like, you know, serial killers before the term serial killer ever came out. And they're trying to piece together what makes these people 
work the way they do so that they can create profiles and prevent it in the future. And it's about all the the backwards thinking at the time and how they had to overcome it and how they're piecing together all this evidence and, and how it was directly uh, affecting you know, them solving crimes and not just serial killers, but, you know, getting into the mind of the person committing these crimes and why they would do it. And it, it was it's super cool. It makes total sense that you would be into a show like that. I know you so well with your whole <laughs> forensic psychology stuff that you love so much. That sounds I do. that sounds like it has your name all over it. And I, I'm going to watch it and probably just love it because it's David Fincher. Well, it's OK. So besides the subject, so let's put the subjects away, right? They bring real evidence of the real crimes that have been committed, committed in life, and they show how it gets pieced together, which is great. But if you put all of that aside, it's a commentary on how um, the Justice Department needed to evolve through time as crime evolved and it's talking about how you know that you have these social norms and um and people can't wrap their head around you know why somebody would do this or how they would do it or you know stuff like that it's about breaking through that that 19 you know 50s and 60s culture of of the police department and bringing it to where the rest of the world was because back then you know the the police officers were the very um straight lace crew cut guys you know you didn't have anybody that really stepped out the so outside of what was expected of them at, you know culturally so they couldn't really relate to what was happening on on that level and it's it's very cool it's the birth of the of the profiler movement yes, yes. they invent the phrase serial killer too don't they they do mm -hmm. really yeah, yeah that's pretty cool so, and they, they talk about how there's the organized and the disorganized serial killers and what motivates them. And then trying in, in half of the show, it's, it's not just like that and how it's developing, which is just cool in itself. But over half the show is them trying to convince people that think it's all bullshit that it isn't that they have to start thinking like the bad guys to catch the bad guys. And it's, it's really neat. I really enjoy it. I'll watch it. I love David Fincher. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. You know, he did Zodiac too. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. good. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, oh, and another thing I started watching, I start watching the runaways. I need to get Hulu again. Oh, I'm just going to end up giving you all my logins, aren't I? <laughs> well, actually, I can't give you Hulu because I don't use them. I don't have Hulu. That's right. I have somebody's login. Um, Anthony. Wait. No, I don't. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anthony, what's cool with you? Um, I'm not feeling good. No. Uh, what is cool with me? Well... Anything you discover lately? Any YouTubers, podcasts? Me and the girlfriend watched the entire first season, because there's only one season so far, of the new Will and Grace. Yeah, how's oh, that? I want to watch that. I, we actually liked it. They A lot of people got really upset because they like retconned pretty much everything, but and, and they did it in like a really funny... <laughs> 
in a really funny way. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but basically they were like, they retconned it like the first episode, and they even referenced the retcon. They're like, oh. Well, that would be really dumb if something ended that way, wouldn't it, huh? And they looked at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's funny. And so we thought it was really good. We got really sad when we found out it, like, ended, like, at episode nine. We were like, aww. Um, The last episode was really nice. It had, like, a really great message, too. I thought it was – I thought that was a good way to end this season. I could give some slight spoilers if you want. Sure, because I'm probably not going to watch it. No. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't. I watched watch I, I loved Will and Grace was when it was on and I've been trying to make time to watch the new one I personally watched it when it was on too but I don't have time to watch everything that I want to watch so I don't mind like that's lower on my totem pole I just I love this idea of bringing a show back because X-Files mm-hmm. was fantastic Personally, oh, yeah. we thought we thought that even though people complained about it, we thought the the new the new one was just as good as the original. The humor didn't change, the acting didn't change. Like they didn't even look like they aged. Wow, that's hilarious. Is I've... it still is it still the Jack and Karen show? Yep. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I want. Yep. They are still doing their shenanigans. Oh man, and. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit more shenanigans. Okay, Erica, you were trying to say something. Oh, I was just saying I really loved um, X Files. Like I loved what they did with the with the bringing it back, and they had the real tongue in cheek episode where like the lycanthrope Mulder- episode. Yeah, Mulder finally like like oh shit yeah no there was just. It was a lot of fun and it was very tongue in cheek and I just I loved it. I'm super excited that they're doing another one. Um, I follow uh, David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson on Twitter and I just love that they post pictures of themselves as they're filming it. So it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I was going to say that uh, there has there's just has anybody been watching the season of The Walking Dead? I'm a few episodes behind. I'm yes. way, way, way behind. And, and where I'm at, I haven't even seen Negan yet. Oh, well, Anthony, you are you might as well be off the whole map. I, I actually want to share one thing related to that before we close out. There what? is a fantastic Facebook page called Negan the Cat Who Steals Half Your Food. <laughs> okay. And this guy rescued this cat. And the cat, he was trying to eat a hamburger and the cat would jump up on his lap and run up him and try to take a bite of the hamburger. And he's going, no, no, Negan, no. And holding up the hamburger and the cat would like run up his arm and like dive through the air to take a bite of the hamburger, run off and chew on the bite of hamburger. And he's like, God damn cat, taking another bite of his hamburger. And all of a sudden the cat comes back. I'm here for another (laughs) bite. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And he posted all these videos of the cat, like eating his chips out of the bag. And that's hilarious. Yeah. This cat has decided that we eat better than he, he does. And he is going to do anything he can to eat people food. (laughs) Yeah. This, this cat can has cheeseburger. Can has cheeseburger. That's hilarious. So, but my point of bringing up the walking dead, other than this, hilarious vegan cat is i don't think i can watch it anymore and 
it sucks because it's getting really interesting. I heard a lot of people are like stopping watching. Well, my reason for stopping watching is is the last episode. Uh, he like, well, I, the last episode I saw a baby got involved. Oh, I saw an Ooh, episode. Damn, I saw the episode with the baby. Um, and I where, can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm like having like anxiety right now just thinking about it. And I know it's not real. And I keep telling myself it's not real, but I can't get past it. So I'm going to need somebody to watch the season and then tell me what happens. Yeah, I was watching that one and went, whoa, they really got into like what it's like in a war. They really did because it's like, (sighs) holy crap, you go into a place and kill everybody and then find out that there's a baby in the back room. I see. Stop it, Brian. I'm just. I'm starting to have anxiety. I know. Anxiety about I know. It got just, me too. I can't, okay. I can't. I'm sorry. Take a breath. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just. It. It was. It was hard. It. It. it it's hard. So, trigger warnings for current season of The Walking Dead. It. It gets intense. They get really real. So you know, I'm gonna have a discussion about that of whether or not doing things like that is is good or bad. I think it's good narratively. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't watch it anymore. Like, I just, like, I can't, I can't do that. Children, children are too important to me. I, for I that don't know be- if they're going to beat us over the head with those kind of scenes. I mean, we, we had to wait a long time to get that. It was really real and really hard to watch. But The Walking Dead doesn't do that over and over and over again. They give us breaks. But now I don't know what's happened with that baby. Everybody's dead around that baby. And then and then there's like I saw a scene where Rick is now holding that baby. So like I don't I don't know what's happening with that baby and I can't I can't watch any further because if something happens to that baby, I will lose my shit. I can I tell you what I can tell it. you what happened off the episode. So we we spoil less than we have to. I'll tell you okay. what happens when we're done. Um okay. So, My point is I need somebody to watch it and tell me what happens this season because I'm still interested in the yeah. story, but I can't watch it because of the baby. I'll tell you I'll tell you what happened to the baby at the end of the episode when we're done. Okay. So um, we had a fantastic talk today about video game universes and which ones Yay! would be good and bad to live in. We had a lot of trouble pointing out the flaws in what people came up with because we had some really nice thoughts about what... I mean, we all thought pretty heavy about which we want to live in and why and obviously it's hard to think about why it would be bad to live in a imaginary universe where death necessar- isn't necessarily consequence and you can do fantastic things and we want to be able to do fantastic things so oh that's awesome even though in reality most video games would probably not be great places to live yeah uh, probably not we had some great <laughs> we had some great nerdy things today and we're doing some really cool stuff on TV and on the internet. Um, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I am Super Vegan Brian, and I was joined by Hindu Anthony. Bye, everyone. And Kersey Smurf Erica. Have a Smurfy day. And everybody, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Uh, um, Anthony, say goodbye. Erica, cut him off? Sure. Okay, Erica, goodbye. Brian. <laughs> Eric, I, I, I said cut him off. I, I, Brian, cut him off for me. Oh, okay.